and welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is known in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we're a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. You can follow the show, more importantly, on Twitter. That is at HEFpod. Follow us on Facebook. That is facebook.com slash HEFpod. Uh, English news about the Eintracht in addition to new episode drops and uh, con- and uh, little raffles that we'll kind of put out there. So everything to know about the Eintracht in the English language, go to facebook.com slash HEFpod. You can also email the show, Frankfurt at gmail.com. I had to dig into dig out there. I found an excellent source of all things Benfica. And that is Cristiano Oliveira. And uh, Cristiano, thank you for coming on to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt podcast to talk about this uh, pretty big uh, quarterfinals of the Europa League. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on, bro. No problem. So a little bit about Benfica for some of the Eintracht fans who are not kind of aware of the historical significance of the club, minus a recent acquisition of Seferovic. Uh, tell us kind of where Benfica is in the kind of European landscape. Uh, as one of the big Lisbon clubs, I can imagine that when it does come to your every your uh, kind of weekly matches in the Le- uh, Liga Noche, that Benfica has got the same kind of expectations as the Bayern Munich has within the Bundesliga. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. Benfica is the Bayern Munich of, uh, of the Portuguese league. They're the most successful and most popular club in Portugal. They've had uh, success in the European league, obviously winning the Champions League uh, way back in the 60s, been to a number of other finals, and whether it's Champions League or Europa League, as we know it nowadays as well. Uh, losing to Chelsea and Sevilla as late 2010 and like 13 or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and if I'm off on those numbers, I apologize. I should know them off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Benfica has, you know, had a resurgence here over the last uh, six or seven years. Benfica had went through a real tough time from from 1994 through 05 and um, just a bunch of different reasons through bad management presidents robbing the club and it was just it was just a real ugly time it was the ugliest period in the, club, in, the, in the history of the club fortunately enough for us Benfica's they've been able to turn it around Benfica's won um, titles here over the last uh, decade or so and now they sit first top of the league tied in points with Football Club de Porto but having beaten Porto twice this season both matches they played home and away they have the tiebreaker uh, with six games left to go here in the Portuguese league. Interesting times indeed for Benfica when it does come to domestic action. Now, the Eagles, as Benfica is also known as, it should be also stated, have had a kind of an interesting path to get to uh, the Europe League, uh, participating in the Champions League uh, and getting a third in the group, uh, group, let's see, that happened to have... Uh, your, your Ajax, it also happened to have, uh, uh, let's see, you had to go through uh, qualification. Uh, here, a question that I have uh, for you, for you, Cristiano, is uh, with Benfica uh, having finished second in the most recent uh, Portuguese league, um, do you find that the new structure that has come into play uh, for the Champions League, which, you know, now uh, just two slots to Portugal and you had to go through two qualification rounds against uh, 
against a team from Istanbul and Fenerbahce, and then Pauk uh, from uh, Greece. Um, do you feel that the new changes that have been put in place by UEFA have really just looked out for really the top three or four leagues and just basically left everyone else to their own devices? That that's pretty much right on the head. I mean, that's that's exactly what UEFA has done. They worried about the big teams and the big leagues and kind of forgotten about the little people. And unfortunately for Benfica and Porto and Sporting and the teams in the Portuguese league, and let's add Braga to that as well, uh, due to their coefficiency and, and, and due to the other poor results from the teams, you know, playing in the European competitions, not even, I'm not talking about Benfica's performance in, mm-hmm. in the Champions League, which was pretty embarrassing last year, but the coefficiency being as low as it is right now, Benfica or whomever finished second in, in last season, it happened to be Benfica. They had to go through two rounds of qualification. Um, and Benfica was fortunate enough to get through that. And then they wound up in a group with uh, the aforementioned Bayern Munich, Ajax and AEK from Greece as well. Uh, and, and to everyone's surprise, Benfica, you know, a lot of people predict they would come out of the group. They did not. Unfortunately, they couldn't get over the hump. We, everybody expected Bayern Munich's of the world to, to, to obviously uh, finish on top of Benfica, but it was a surprise to you know, anyone not following Ajax on a regular, uh, how good they were this year. And, and they kind of caught Benfica by surprise, even though Benfica were in both of those games and then Benfica could have won both of those games. Unfortunately, they came out on the losing side. Um, and it wasn't enough for them to get out of the group. And, how, and now here we are. And uh, you're off a lead facing Frankfurt with one of our former players, but we have one of your former players as well, <laughs> which uh, should make things really interesting. And uh, I think, uh, to be brutally honest with you guys, I think it's it's a toss-up. I think either, either one of these clubs could come out on top, and I would not be surprised because Frankfurt, I think, will surprise a lot of people in Portugal. I don't think a lot of people are aware of just how good Frankfurt is. And, uh, and you know, obviously you know them better than I do. But you do have some some quality players, and we're not talking about uh, the traditional powerhouses that Germany sends in the Champions League. So a lot of people don't really know them, but I think people will will get to know a side of you guys that uh, that's going to surprise a lot. Indeed, uh, um, kind of touching on uh, the former player aspect that kind of is a unique tie-in as uh, Luka Jovic is a player who is on loan uh, from Benfica. Uh, it's only a matter of time before the Eintracht board officially pulls the trigger on that release clause. But you mentioned yeah, uh, I just, having I your hope own. You guys, I hope you guys <laughs> missed that deadline. I hope you know, <laughs> or your fax machine is broken or something. I hope something goes wrong. Internet, I don't know. Internet's out. Uh, I'm, I'm praying for one of those scenarios to happen. I doubt it's going to happen. But, Some, know, something that would only happen thinking. to Real Madrid, a club that is not used to having... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So <laughs> if it happens to them, it could happen to Frankfurt. So let, let, let's, you know, let's hope and pray that it does happen. But I, I seriously doubt it will. <laughs> Uh, Harris Seferovich is a player who uh, left Eintracht Frankfurt on a free transfer and has, after a little bit of a iffy start uh, to la- uh, for his uh, season of the 2017-2018 season, 2018-2019 has been absolutely phenomenal for the Swiss international. Trust me, all of a, uh, as someone who does follow you know, former, how well former Eintracht players do once they leave, just kind of out of curiosity. What, ha- what magic 
uh, spell, like what witch doctor was brought in to perform an exorcism on this uh, this player who Eintracht Frankfurt fans couldn't have kicked out of the club fast enough. Yeah, I mean, look, I think I think as shocked as you are, I think most Benfica fans are just right alongside you right there, just, just as shocked. We're talking about a guy that was discarded by the club or the coaching staff at the beginning of the season, a guy who did not make a single minute of appearance in the preseason because Benfica had on their roster, um, they had Jonas, they signed two strikers, uh, Ferreira, Facundo Ferreira from Shakhtar, and they signed Castillo from Monterrey, if I'm not mistaken. Was it Monterrey? Oh, we got him from Ch- uh, No, I'm sorry, Pumas. I apologize. Uh, signed uh, Castillo, Chilean striker from, uh, from, from Pumas in Mexico. So those guys were expected to hold the fort in. And Seferovic was kind of discarded by Ruby Torre, the current coach at the time, who's now been replaced by Bruno Lage. And due to injuries, man, to, to, to Jonas and Facundo wasn't right, and Castillo picked up an early injury and, 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 and you know, late in preseason. And all of a sudden, Seferovic is thrown into the game, and it's like, we need you now, man. And, and to his credit, he never gave up. He always stayed ready, and he's been nothing but a, but a professional for Benfica, and he's obviously, uh, you know, obviously taking advantage of the opportunity that Benfica have handed him, and he's been absolutely spectacular, scoring another two this this weekend in Benfica's four-one victory over Feyenoord, and right now he leads the league in goals with eighteen goals, which is a career high for him. And I'm just ecstatic that he's been able to turn this around and score goals, and obviously help Benfica stay at top of the league table. And it's been one of those pleasant, pleasant surprises, and. Uh, Really excited that 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 he's been able to turn it around and kind of shut a lot of people up and, and prove others wrong. One player that has really interested me, and you haven't mentioned him yet, he's the little nineteen-year-old from your guys' academy, Joao Felix. What can you tell me about this uh, superstar in the making? Joao Felix is is was the the the, the jewel of the Benfica Seychelles, right, which is the Benfica Academy. Uh, he was the guy that, that, that all the hopes were riding on, and to his credit as well. He came into the season, did not participate in, in the Euros for Portugal, which Portugal wound up winning the Euros, uh, the European under-19s. And he decided to stay back because he wanted to fight for his place on Benfica's first squad, and he earned that, that right to do so. Uh, did not you know, feature much for Rui Vitoria, scored his first goal in the very first derby against Sporting at home in a game that Benfica was trailing 1-0, comes in as a substitute, gets his head on the ball, scores a phenomenal goal to level the game and uh, allow Benfica to, to come away with, you know, very disappointing draw, but nonetheless, the draw is always better than a loss. And, uh, you know, he stayed consistent. He stayed, worked his, his ass off to, to, to get back into the starting lineup, to get back into the coach's good graces. And once Benfica made the change to Bruno Lage, the guy who coached, Juan Felix on the B team. Uh, he came in, and from his very first day, Juan Felix has been one of the first names that he puts on the starting eleven on the team sheet. And the kids, you know, taking off from there, and he scored uh, ten goals in his first eighteen starts. Now, over the last couple of weeks, he's kind of uh, slowed down a bit. Maybe the minutes are starting to get a little heavy on his legs, but nonetheless, it's a kid who has a very bright future, and uh, you know, he could get very far in his career. 
Indeed. I, I Watching him uh, as kind of a young, up-and-coming Portuguese player, I'm r- reminded of another up-and-comer who ended up making a move to the Bundesliga and hasn't really kind of come off. And uh, Renato Sanchez... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, what can I mean? What what makes uh, what makes Joao Felix uh, more the real McCoy, as I say, than uh, Renato Sanchez was? Look, I don't, I don't I don't think it's fair to say you know to, to label him more the real McCoy. I think it's unfair on Renato Sanchez's part. I think he went to a team, and obviously you guys who follow the Bundesliga know this as well went to a team that was absolutely stacked in the middle of the park in a position that he was going to have to fight, you know, to get minutes in. And I think he's going to serve as a cautionary tale here for Juan Felix. And I think Felix would be very wise to use him as an example of making better choice in his next move and making a better choice in deciding, you know, what type of coach is going to have, first of all, and what type of competition he's going to have to fight for to get his minutes. Because if you're going to go to a team like a Bayern Munich who's absolutely stacked and a coach that believes in, in maybe playing veterans over youngsters, you need to have a coach that believes in you. You need to have a coach that's going to give you every opportunity to get better. And I think that, that Juan Felix will, will, will look at a Renato Sanchez, who I still think will have a chance to, to turn his career around. Unfortunately, I don't think it will be at Bayern Munich. I think he'll have to leave Bayern Munich to, to, to go find his old form. Again, but we're still talking about a player who's very young, a player that, you know, um, still has a lot to give. And so I think Felix will, will, will use him as an example, and I think uh, he'll make a, a wiser choice than what Renato did. All right, let's get back to uh, a little bit of the kind of journey Benfica has made to get to uh, this stage of the Europa League. Um, finishing in third, we kind of touch on that in the Champions League. But, hey, you know, <laughs> guess what? Ajax is really stinking good. So mm-hmm. uh, no, nothing wrong with that there. Um, facing off against, you guys uh, faced off again in a knock, you know, in a knockout situation as you faced off against Fenerbahce, you faced off against Galatasaray, you know, you guys were able to kind of hold out, getting a good result on the road, you guys were then able to kind of keep things together uh, at home for a nil-nil to progress to, and get... Let's be honest. One of the uh, one of the most tasty, uh, if you're looking to progress, uh, draws and getting Dinamo Zagreb. This is not your Dinamo Zagreb of 25 years ago when they were, you know, kings of the Yugoslavian league, a league that had a lot of good young players and you know good teams. I mean, everyone's basically uh, for the old Yugoslavian league as a shout out hey, themselves. They still- <laughs> They've still won 12 for the last 13 titles, though. So, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's, that's not true. bad. That's not bad. They might not be the same powerhouse, but at least in their league, they're still the dominant squad. Exactly. So what have you guys found uh, as you're, you have returned to playing you know, multiple matches in a week, balancing domestic uh, success with European success? What have you guys found uh, so far uh, at, at the turn of the new year under Bruno Lage, uh in the – while participating in the Europa League? See, man, here, here's the million-dollar question, right? Mm. It, it all depends what team Barun Lodge will field here. Mm. Because they, we all seem to think, and obviously these are things that you're going to have to ask the coach, and, 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 and I don't even think he'll be sincere in that because obviously he wants to hide as much and keep things as close to his vest as possible. Um, but we think, as far as you know, us on the outside, the fans, we think that Benfica's prioritizing the league over 
this uh, Europa League. So it all depends on what kind of team he feels. If he's going to go in there with, with Benfica's normal 11 or if he's going to go in there like he did in Istanbul, for example, where he went in there with six kids made from Seychelles. It was an average age of 22 years old on the pitch. And Benfica was still able to come away with their first victory ever in Turkey. Uh, I don't think it'll be that easy this time to go into Germany and uh, and get a result with the youngsters. But you never know what type of team he's going to field. And, and it all... Again, we'll all have to sit back and wait until an hour prior to the game to see when he comes out with a starting lineup to really determine if Benfica's going to go for it here or if they're just content with fielding a team that's going to represent them well. But then again, make sure that the stars are rested for the weekend. So that's something that we'll have to wait till Thursday to see. Can totally understand that because uh, you guys tied on point. You mentioned tied on points with Porto. Uh, goal difference of plus twelve. And is is that the first tiebreaker that you guys it, have in league? It is for now. For now, that's that's the way it goes. But in the final standings, if it comes down to it, it'll go to head to head. And Benfica, like I mentioned before, they won both games, the home game and the away game. They won one zero at home. A Seferovic goal that 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 gave the that gave Benfica the one the one nil victory, and then. A two-to-one victory at Stadio Dragon just last month. So Benfica will have the tiebreaker on head-to-head. So as long as the things stay status quo, uh, Benfica will be celebrating a 37th league title. Yeah, because I'm looking at uh, you guys' uh, remaining matches when it does come down to the league. Uh, now my knowledge of the Portuguese league is not what it is, but all the all the class, all the derbies are out of the way unless you, and I look at the where you guys are presently and I, I can't blame Braga. the coach for uh, yeah with uh, with an away trip to Braga kind of looked at as that kind of major hurdle to go up against I can't blame your coach for wanting to prioritize the league over the European uh, competition mostly down to the fact that hey uh, that means no qualification because like you said two rounds of qualifying and each of those was against a really uh, tough opposition to go to face with Fenerbahce and Pauk. I mean, if and it, most if importantly, it, a guaranteed forty-five million in the bank. <laughs> can't overlook that at can't all. Can't overlook so, that at all. Exactly. Bruno Lage, what is what is his typical setup that he puts his teams out at? Four-four-two. Uh, Benfica was playing a four-three-three prior to uh, him replacing, prior to Bruno Lage replacing uh, Rui Vitoria. Uh, Lage comes in, switches it back to 4-4-2, starts playing Jonas, um, not Jonas, I'm sorry, Juan Felix and Sferovic up top. And those two have really gotten an understanding of one another that we, we did not see from other partners, strikers' partnerships anytime this season at Benfica. They played really well off of one another. Play with PZ on the right side, normally Gabriel, who's, who was a very key player for Benfica, a guy who, who really transitioned uh, from defense to attack, a guy that could string to, to, together a couple of passes and make things happen. Unfortunately, picked up an injury last week against Sporting in the Taça Portugal clash. Um, and he'll miss the rest of the season. But, uh, you know, they kind of play a, a flat 4-4-2 in the middle. Uh, Samaris, and this past weekend, you have Florentino, another youngster, 19-year-old. Um, they just got promoted when Brunelage took over. The main squad got promoted from the, the B team, and he's doing really well. He's another one of those guys that has a really bright future ahead of him. Um, and so, I mean, I expect them to, to play the same way. Just we have no idea as to who he's going to field in the starting 11 going into this game on Thursday. But, you know, uh, it'll be interesting as hell, I'll tell you that much. 
Indeed, indeed. That being said, we've kind of picked through a lot of things that are going on in Benfica's kind of lives when it comes to the domestic and European success. Uh, Ronald getting uh, getting the team right and uh, basically since taking over has been doing exceptionally well. All right, Cristiano, we need to put you put your name on the line. Uh, where, how is this going to go down? And what do you in the first leg? And what do you expect? Uh, what do you expect from the tie? Man, again, as 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 I've mentioned over and over <laughs> here, um, it's really hard to predict right now because I, I don't mean to repeat myself, but it, it all depends on who Bruno La, who Bruno Lage, uh, fields in his starting eleven. So I mean, I I think like I said before, speak to me an hour prior to kickoff on Thursday, and I'll let you know <laughs> what 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 our intentions are. Uh, do I think Benfica has enough quality to, to overcome with Frankfurt? Uh, absolutely. But do I think if Benfica goes in there and, and, and start, a, you know, and rest players because they want to prioritize the league, I have no doubt that a Frankfurt could obviously pull off a surprise result. And again, it won't be that big of a surprise. I know name-wise, Benfica is, you know, might be a much bigger name through European football than Frankfurt is. But you look at the quality in both rosters. I don't think that Frankfurt is is, is <laughs> stays that by, that that far behind a Benfica roster. They have very good players. As I mentioned before. Um, I think it's really fifty fifty at this time. But to to be brutally honest, if I'm it, to give you my honest opinion on on a result here, it, it would just be a total guess because I have no idea what the club's intentions, what Bruno Lodge's intentions are going into this game. So I'll just go out on a limb and say 1-1 on the road and Benfica finds a way to win 1-0 at home. We'd advance on 2-1 aggregate. Uh, ironically enough, Seferovic will score the goal in Frankfurt <laughs> and Jovic will score the Frankfurt goal against Benfica. So let's make things interesting. Indeed, indeed. Cristiano, thank you very much for joining Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. Where can uh, our listeners uh, find you in the social media landscape? What kind of projects do you have going on? Yeah, I mean, you can look me up on any social media platform at uh, 10CO10. That is 10CO10. Nice and easy. Um, you can catch me every Tuesday evening on a Benfica podcast. Um, uh, I also do uh, Time Added On, which is a quick 10 minute video of uh, five topics we have two minutes to answer uh, the topics and give our opinions and discuss myself and alfredo my 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 you know my co-host from um benfica podcast so uh make sure you check us out there we you know we try to, to entertain you guys as best as possible and uh if you're looking for any info regarding benfica i think that's the spot to be all right cristiano thank you very much for being on the show appreciate it man uh, you can follow the show at HEFPod. You can also find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash HEFPod. And you can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. So that wrapping up uh, episode 91 of the Hey, I'm Track Frankfurt podcast. Thanks for you listening in. Uh, until uh, the match against Benfica, which uh, last notes to kind of uh, throw it out there to our English-speaking brethren. So in Australia, you have Opt Sports. Uh, DAZN with in Canada, DAZN in Germany as well. Ireland Virgin Go uh, TV Go has you there. Haven't found anything for uh, the United Kingdom and in the United States of America. BR Live is your option there, and eh, that's okay. Uh, 
it's okay that we don't have any Spanish language options there to watch it on TV, but we'll, yeah, shoot, we'll just make it all the way to the final and then be on uh, whatever Turner Sports uh, puts the final on for TV. That being said, uh, uh, from all of us here at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, uh, good luck to the uh, Eagles. We all expect them to do us proud, and until then, cheers! Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt,